I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfidence. For moms at every age and every stage, being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. I'm so glad you're here. How are you feeling about your mothering today? Is it a great day? You feeling good? Just here for a little boost? Or are you feeling kind of, well, not going so great? No matter how you feel, I'm glad you're here because here we're all together to help each other be our best, to get a little boost and to set ourselves in the right direction. And because we're doing that, I want to make sure that I've really laid down the principles behind momfidence. So today we're working on principle number two, which is I'm proud to be a work in progress. Are you though? I have a hard time with it. I want to be complete. I want to be my best self. I want to not have to work so hard. Isn't it with anything though? It's a little like, wanting to hit a goal weight or wanting to hit that place in our career, whatever that is, we want to be at the finish line. The progress part, not so much. And frankly, I think it's really, really hard with being a mom because for years now, gosh, decades, I guess since the advent of the first women's magazines, then you roll that into TV, we have just been handed the idea of maternal perfection constantly. But it isn't entirely bad to want to be an ideal mother. I'm not putting down any of those articles or even those TV shows that often really inspired a lot of people. Our children are a gift from God. They deserve our very best. But that ideal can seem ever-changing and unattainable. You know, I think the snag comes with motherhood itself because by its nature, it's ever-evolving. Think about it. We can't just do the same things day after day and have it work because everything changes. And we also can't model our motherhood on anyone else, at least not entirely. As I was saying, motherhood is a moment-by-moment business. What works on day one with your precious new baby may not work as well or even at all on day two because your baby's grown and developed in that 24 hours and has a whole new set of needs. And you know those same things won't work for sure when baby is now a 1,100 days old and has a busy three-year-old. And those same parenting strategies that you used on day one or even on day 1,100 are not going to work with your 15-year-old. Because our children are meant to constantly grow and progress. So must we as mothers grow, adapt, and change. This can feel very disconcerting especially in our goal-oriented society. 
We usually feel better knowing what to expect and having a plan in place. Thank you very much. But as moms, we often find that when we feel like we've hit our stride, when we have a real handle on this mom thing, we can pretty much guarantee that our child will change again and we'll have to adapt and change as well. A lot. And in an attempt to find our footing on this rocking boat of motherhood, we often look to our own mothers, our friends, or our role models for the answers. We think they have experience or seem to have it together. Maybe if I just do what they do, it'll all click into place and I won't feel so seasick. Now, we might get some great ideas from all these wonderful women. But since none of them has ever parented our exact child at this exact moment, their advice will still probably need to be adapted to our personal circumstances. May not even work at all in some of our situations. So how can we ever know what to do? Well, there are two important guideposts that can help us be stable yet adaptive and help us to be the ideal mother for our particular child. These two guideposts are prayer and virtue. Let's start with first things first. Prayer will save us from so much of the disequilibrium, that seasickness of parenting. Certainly, there's the God help me, I'm losing my mind kind of prayer. But beyond that, there can be the prayers that acknowledge that each of our children belongs foremost to God. He created them and has a plan for them, and he gave them to us to form and raise. He isn't going to abandon us. If we make it a practice to come to him each day and ask him to help us to be the best parent we can be, help us be attentive and receptive to his guidance in our parenting, when we do that, we're opening our hearts to parenting together with God and quieting our own egos and fears that so often lead us to say and do things we regret as moms. Additionally, bringing our daily activities and struggles and joys to God through short prayers throughout the day with a listening heart helps us to keep balanced and reassures us that we don't have to do this mom thing all alone. Simple prayers like, Lord, this is what I have to get done today. Help me prioritize what you would have me prioritize and help me to recognize your direction in my day. Help me to love with your love and follow your wisdom. Prayer like that can bring us so much peace and help. Help that'll help us experience small miracles in our motherhood all day long. Of course, we can also bring our struggles to God immediately as we experience them, even aloud when appropriate. Lord, I'm feeling angry 
exhausted or concerned. Please help me to know what to do in this situation so that I can be the best mom I can be right now for my child. This kind of prayer can change a difficult situation radically, especially if your child is with you when you're praying it aloud. Your child hearing you turn to God for guidance and help when you're struggling, even struggling with big feelings, is a wonderful life lesson. In fact, asking your child to pray for you in their own words if they're able to help you to be the best mom you can be when you're struggling a bit can be a beautiful and relationship-benefiting experience for both of you and a real boon to your child's own faith and his, his or her ability to talk to God and see an effect. We don't have to parent alone. God wants to be there for us and guide us every step of the way. Just have to ask him. Now, the second guidepost is virtues. One of the reasons we can get tossed about when taking in behaviors or advice of other mothers is because we see something good in their parenting that we wish we had. It can be anything. An orderly home, a child who seems successful or advanced in some way, a child who sleeps through the night. A child that doesn't seem as fussy as ours can all lead us to believe that if we just did what this other mother does, all our problems would just be solved. But again, they are not us. We need to look not at the techniques others use, but instead ask ourselves what virtues do I need in this situation to help my child? and me become more of what I value in what I'm seeing in this other family situation. All our children need guidance and teaching. So we have to ask ourselves, number one, what is it that I find that's good or true or beautiful in this other person's family? And number two, is there a virtue I can practice or practice with my child to bring that goodness into the life of my family. Let's look at some examples of what I'm talking about. Perhaps we're impressed that another mother's child asks for things politely and gratefully instead of being whining and demanding. First, we can thank God for giving us a desire for that by allowing us to see it in this other family. Then we can ask him to show us what virtues we need to practice to help form these skills in our child. Do we need more attentiveness to the first cues of our child, thereby allowing us to attend to their needs and moods before they devolve into demanding whininess? Or maybe more patience, pausing and teaching our child how to ask politely for their requests. If we see a more orderly home, do we need more diligence in creating routines for cooperative work rituals so that the family can maintain a tidy, peaceful space together? Or perhaps we need more humility so that we can admit that we need help from family, 
or advice from someone more skilled so that we can achieve that orderly home that we find desirable because it gives us more peace in our family. You can find many ways to use virtues to become closer to your family members and to God in my book, Parenting with Grace. Got a lot of examples in there, a lot of steps that you can take. So if it's getting a note with you, go ahead and check it out. You know, too often society makes us believe that as soon as we're handed our child, we're supposed to be bopped on the head by the perfect mother fairy. And if we're not perfect from that moment forward, that fairy must have passed us by and we are doomed. Then nothing could be further from the truth. Because when we use prayer and a virtue-based approach for ourselves and for helping our children develop, we can flow from situation to situation and stage to stage without rocking our sense of self or well-being. We can be true to who we want to be by taking steps to apply those virtues day by day and by joining our efforts to God's help by inviting him into our parenting throughout the day. You don't have to have the whole roadmap. You don't have to be completely perfect as a mom all at once. You can be proud to be a work in progress. Thanks for joining me today for this Monfidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.